Good morning and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I'm Nick Prater and it's my privilege to be your announcer on this Thanksgiving Day. The Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Our opening hymn will be number 782 in the Lutheran Service Book. Gracious God, you send great blessings. That's number 782. We'll be singing verses 1 and 3 and 4. May God bless us as we worship him. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Uh, I pray that today is a very blessed one full of uh, good food and good friends and family and fellowship. Uh, we uh, are going to be beginning here in just a few moments, and what I want to do before we start is something that I've always wanted to do but never done. I want to take a pre-church service selfie. So we're going to do that, okay? So I'm going to get up here, all right, and I want everybody, you guys, come on down. And the tagline is going to be, wish you were here. Okay? Everybody come on down, and you, you guys kind of sit right up there. And I want everybody to wave. When I say wave, I'm going to try to get the whole thing in the shot here. All right. Okay. If I can get it. Okay. And you guys, actually, if you guys could sit down right right there, that'd be perfect. Thank you. All right. Ooh, I'm going to get myself in here. I need one of those sticks. One of those sticks? Let's see. Okay. Right there. And, okay, everybody wave. Say happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So good. Good job. Okay. Oh, my eyes are closed. Hang on. I'm serious. They're closed. Okay. I'll try it again. All right. One, two, three, happy Thanksgiving. Eyes are open. Okay, good. All right. All right, let's, uh, let's go ahead and open our worship today with a word of prayer. Dear Lord God, Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you for, uh, for this day of giving thanks. Um, Lord, thankful for all of the many wonderful blessings in the way for which you provide for us uh, each and every day. Lord, there is nothing that we have, nothing that we are, uh, that first did not come from you. Uh, and so, Lord, we pray that uh, today, especially, and also every day, that we would have grateful hearts, hearts that are thankful and grateful for your work and for your authority in our lives. Uh, and so we give you all the honor and the glory and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our opening hymn is number 782, Gracious God, You Send Great Blessings. We're going to sing verses 1 and then 3 and 4. 1, 3, and 4.
This is the day which the Lord has made. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our next hymn is number 819 in the Lutheran Service Book, number 819, Sing Praise to God, the Highest Good.
The first reading for this Thanksgiving Day is taken from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth, your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and guide the nations upon earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. This is the word of our Lord. The second reading is taken from 1 Timothy, chapter 2. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This is the word of our Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly set in the heavens. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. And we pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Please be seated.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for the message today is from the Gospel lesson that was just read from the Gospel of Luke. You want to have that in front of you because you will be looking at it as we go along here this morning. For those not familiar, the book by C.S. Lewis called The Screwtape Letters is a series of fictitious letters that are sent from an elder demon to his younger nephew. As the nephew tries to corrupt an adult man that he has been working on. In one of these letters, Screwtape writes to his nephew about a very interesting topic. The fact that man thinks that his time is his own. That his time belongs to him. He writes, Let him believe that the feeling that he starts each day as the lawful possessor of 24 hours. Let him believe that, he says. And then he says that what man must never be allowed to question is that his time and what he does with it is his own personal birthright. And then he writes this. This assumption that you want him to go on making is so absurd that even we cannot find a shred of argument to defend it. Man can neither make nor retain one moment of time it all comes to him by pure gift. He might as well think that the sun and the moon are his own property. In 1864, Abraham Lincoln gave his Thanksgiving proclamation. And this is a, is a small section from that document. He said, And I do further recommend to my fellow citizens, before said that on that occasion they do reverently humble themselves in the dust, and from thence offer up penitent and fervent, and fervent prayers and supplications to the great disposer of events for a return of the inestimable blessings of peace, union, and harmony throughout the land, which it has pleased him to assign as a dwelling place for ourselves and for our posterity through all generations. The thing that Lincoln was addressing is something that we, as citizens of this country, that we still wrestle with today. For whatever reason, maybe it's because we are the most powerful, or maybe it's because we truly can have practically anything that we want, and not only can we have anything that we want, but we can have it by simply clicking a button. But somewhere along the way, we as a nation began thinking and believing because we could have anything that we wanted, that it was our right to have anything that we wanted. And there is a word for this way of thinking. It's called entitlement. Now, our text for this morning talks about ten people who come up to Jesus and plead with him to have mercy on them. Ten people who have the dreaded disease of leprosy. At first glance, this text is pretty easy to figure out. Be thankful to God for what you have. But it isn't until you look closer at the characters involved that you begin to understand the ultimate significance of what took place between Jesus and the lepers. 
After Jesus heals them, we are not specifically told why the other nine did not return. But we can conclude with a reasonable certainty that nine of the ten were Jewish. And one was a Samaritan. Now, the Samaritan was an outcast to begin with. But he's also got leprosy, which makes his condition especially worse. And so Jesus makes a particular point to mention that the only one of the ten to return and give thanks was a foreigner. Someone who was considered a nothing. Isn't it interesting that those who have nothing are usually the most thankful when they receive grace and benevolence? There is a similar story of, of thankfulness in Luke chapter 7. When a woman, according to Luke, had lived a sinful life, is bold enough to come into the home of a Pharisee and to begin anointing Jesus, who is in this Pharisee's home. She is so overtaken by her sin and the guilt that she feels from it that she begins to cry. And then she uses the, the, and then she uses the tears that have fallen upon the feet of Jesus as water to wipe his feet. Not with a cloth, but with her own hair. Then she kisses his feet and pours perfume on them. The Pharisee that had invited Jesus scoffs at this egregious display by the sinful woman. And where we pick up, in, and this is where we pick up in the story. Luke writes this. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman that she is. But she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two men owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so we canceled the debts of both. Now, which of them do you suppose will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt canceled. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the moment I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, for she loved much. But he who has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The woman, like the Samaritan, comes with nothing and is the most thankful for the work of Jesus in her life. You see, the other nine who were Jewish come to Jesus expecting him to heal them because that is what he was supposed to do. 
But, did, but he did not have to for the Samaritan, and he certainly didn't have to for those Jews. And isn't it interesting, again, that usually the ones who have nothing are the ones who are the most thankful. Psalm 24, verse 1 says that the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. And so if the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, then you know what that means? It means that you don't own anything. Nothing that you have is yours. Are you entitled to get your wages at the end of a day's work? Are you entitled to have your food served to you hot in just the way that you asked for it? Are you entitled to think that your child deserves the best education possible? Now this doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't get paid. I'm not saying that we shouldn't like hot food. I'm not saying that we shouldn't want the best for our kids. But when entitlement overwhelms your sense of thankfulness, you have forgotten God. And you have forgotten that everything belongs to Him and you are nothing without Him. Jesus says very clearly in John chapter 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so the question is this, do you have a heart of thankfulness or a heart of entitlement? You see, a heart of entitlement comes into God's presence, receives his gifts of word and sacrament, and then leaves. And then thinks that what he or she has received from God is what God should give to them. Because after all, this is what he or she is due from God. But a heart of thankfulness knows that it has nothing. And that it comes from nothing. And when it receives God's gifts, it comes running back to Jesus, throws itself down at his feet, praises him. And thanks him. For a thankful heart, entitlement has nothing to do with it. Because a thankful heart knows that everything and anything that it has, that, it, that belongs to him, you give thanks to the one who gave it in the first place. Luther speaks to this in his explanation of the, of the first article of the Apostles' Creed in the large catechism. He says, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. And then he writes, I hold and believe that I am a creature of God. That is, that he has given and constantly sustains my body, soul, and life, my members, great and small, all the faculties of my mind, my reason and understanding, and so forth. Thus we learn from this article that none of us has his life of himself or anything that has been mentioned here or can be mentioned. Nor can he by himself preserve any of them, however small and unimportant. All of this is understood and comprehended in the word creator. And finally this. Such very briefly is the meaning of this article. It is all that ordinary people need to learn at first, both about what we have and receive from God 
and about what we owe him in return. And the God who has given us everything was the God who died our death, who came down from the cross, was laid in a tomb, and three days later pushed away the stone, thereby giving us everything. From dust we came, from dust we shall return. But our Lord promises that we will not stay that way. No, we will, be, we will rise to be caught up in the clouds with our Savior, and so we will be with the Lord forever, as branches forever connected to the vine, as people who once came from nothing that are now made one with the Lamb. Your God is faithful. Your God has reached out His hand to you and has told you and has promised you your sins are forgiven. Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please stand. We now say together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge living and dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last. Please be seated as we collect our tithes and offerings.
Please stand for prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the gift of divine peace and of pardon, with all our heart and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world, and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities, and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For those who labor, for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all those in need, for the hungry and homeless, for the widowed and orphaned, and for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and dying, and for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For all of those that we know who are suffering, whether it be physically, spiritually, or emotionally. For all of those, Lord, who do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. Especially all of those, Lord, that we name before you in our hearts. Let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all of our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Blessed Lord, you have caused all holy scriptures to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word, we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And we pray together Luther's morning prayer. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, my dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power to me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Our closing hymn today is number 895 in the Lutheran service book. Now thank we all our God. That's number 895.
been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. Once again, a very happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you for spending your morning with us today. Uh, I pray that all of your days today are very, very blessed. And um, please be careful if you are driving. And uh, um, I look forward to seeing everybody on this coming Sunday. What's that? Yeah. 